Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sons with you, coming to you live from Texas on November 14th, and we are moving into week number 11 of the NFL season. And again, I always say it time and time again, the season has moved so quickly, and we're already talking and looking at playoff pictures and scenarios for teams to clinch divisions. And so we're getting into the nitty gritty. But nonetheless, J.J. Wilcox, my co-host, is unavailable today. So I'm riding solo for a brief podcast to break in to some of these matchups coming up. And we had some news in the NFL, though, this morning. Breaking news. Some expected it. Others didn't. But out of Buffalo, Ken Dorsey fired offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. This comes after Monday night's loss to the Denver Broncos. The offense looked out of sync. Josh Allen continued to throw interceptions, although one of them was not his fault. It was off the hands of Gabe Davis. Nonetheless, a lot of people have been calling for Ken Dorsey's job. He gets fired. They named quarterback coach Joe Brady the interim offensive coordinator, and this is a Bills team that is 5-5 in a lot of trouble, and they may be out of the playoff picture considering their upcoming schedule, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Buffalo Bills when I preview their upcoming matchup on Sunday, but Joe Brady takes over the reins. He was the offensive coordinator on Matt Rule's staff in Carolina. He was fired eventually after that experiment went south, so he's going to get another shot at calling plays in the NFL, albeit with a more talented offense. Josh Allen, they got to get Stephon Diggs more involved. James Cook has looked promising with touches, so Big news there out of Buffalo, and I think this is just the start of NFL teams starting to move on from coaches. So we will keep tabs on that, as I always do here on Pro Football Chase. For all those listening, you can follow my accounts at Pro Football Chase on Instagram, on Facebook, and P Football Chase on Twitter as well. So I appreciate all those of you who are tuning in to today's podcast, and I'm excited to be back. Uh, and talking football is always my number one passion. So We're going to start week 11 with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Falcons, Colts, Patriots, Saints are on bye weeks. Now the Cincinnati Bengals are coming off a close, narrow loss to the Houston Texans at home. They're 5-4. Baltimore Ravens are 7-3, and and they just choked away a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Cleveland Browns. And I know this is a reoccurring thing for the Baltimore Ravens. They just have a tendency for getting ahead early, and then they collapse late. And that has been one of the themes of the Baltimore Ravens these last couple of seasons. And so now they're going to return on a short week. The status of Marlon Humphrey and their starting left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, still unclear. It may be a long shot for both considering uh, the quick turnaround from Sunday. So that's going to be another hit to the Baltimore Ravens. Meanwhile, while the Bengals may be without T. Higgins again as he's dealing with with an injury, so that's something to watch these next couple of days before Thursday night's clash. But, you know, it's AFC North football. It's always going to be physical. The Ravens edged the Bengals on the road earlier this season. Now the Bengals are going to have a chance to return the favor. Trey Hendrickson has a hyperextended knee, so he's going to be out. That's a big loss for that pass rush. Sam Hubbard's status is still unclear, the other edge rusher for Cincinnati. But despite the Ravens, unraveling on Sunday I'm still going to go with Baltimore to get that season sweep over the Cincinnati Bengals here 26-20 Lamar Jackson has taken some heat there's that pick six although it was 
batted at the line of scrimmage, and he doesn't have the best stats. He is getting his offense down the field, though. I mean, they do lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns, and so Gus Edwards and Keaton Mitchell is coming to life. And so don't get misconstrued with Lamar Jackson's stats. I mean, he's still being a pretty effective quarterback under Todd Munkin, the first-year offensive coordinator. So I think the Ravens get it done. This defense is angry based on what happened against Cleveland. Even if they're down Marlon Humphrey, I expect them to cover their bases, use that pass rush to get after Joe Burrow and an offense that is coming off a squandering performance. And so give me the Ravens here. I think they get it done here to start week 11. Now we'll get into Sunday's matchups, the Dallas Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers. Dallas is flying high, 6-3. and three. Carolina 1-8, and eight, coming off a Thursday night loss to the Chicago Bears. Boy, that was brutal to watch. Last Thursday, the Cowboys are 2-3 and three on the road, but the defense, I think, is poised to have a field day against the Panthers' offense that hasn't looked all that great. They switched off into play callers. Thomas Brown's calling it. Nothing has really changed. Dak Prescott, shout-out to Dak. Over the last three weeks, 1,082 yards, 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, those games coming against the Rams, Eagles, Giants. Prescott's playing at an elite level. CeeDee Lamb is the first Cowboy with 150 receiving yards in three consecutive games. First player in franchise history. 11th in NFL history with three consecutive games of 10-plus receptions. 68 receptions right now is the most in franchise history through nine games. So CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, that connection is firing in all cylinders. Now, I have to be cautious as a Cowboy fan. I know Dallas can sometimes lay an egg. They already did against the Arizona Cardinals earlier this season. So I'm not going to come into this game expecting Dallas to just route Carolina again because this isn't a hungry team. And David Tepper is applying some pressure on Frank Reich to get some winning done. But I like the Dallas Cowboys here by 10, 27-17. They're able to do enough offensively. Don't count out that Carolina defense. They're tough. They've kept them in games all season long. They were without Brian Burns because he was in concussion protocol. He should be back. And they may be getting J.C. Horn back from injured reserve as he has returned to practice. But I like Dallas by 10. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Both of these teams, 6-3. The Steelers got a 26-22 victory. I expect it to be another close game. Cleveland currently boasts the number one ranked defense in the NFL, giving up just an average of 243 total yards per game. Their defense is led by Miles Garrett, already in double-digit sacks, Denzel Ward, Zadarius Smith, Grant Delpit, Greg Newsom. I like the Browns here at home, 21-16 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deshaun Watson showed a little glimpse of his old self against the Baltimore Ravens in the fourth quarter he did not have an incompletion. He started getting a little bit more mobility in the pocket, picking up some first downs with his legs, and then getting the ball to Amari Cooper is never a bad idea. Elijah Moore starting to come on, David and Joku, and then Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt running the football. This is a smash-mouth Browns football team. And the Steelers, they, yeah, they've continued to win games with good defense, but when you're going to a hostile environment in Cleveland, I don't think Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada's offense is explosive enough despite contributions from Jalen Warren and Najee Harris on the ground. Pickens needs to get more involved, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. So give me the Browns here. 21-16. Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Detroit 7-2. Jared Goff is having a fantastic season. 14 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 2,507 pass yards. 
I think he's going to impress again with the win over the divisional rival Chicago Bears. The Lions, mind you, have the second-ranked offense in the NFL under Ben Johnson, averaging a masterful 406 total yards of offense. And so this is just a well-oiled machine. Once again, putting up 30-plus points in L.A. I think they get the job done. 34-23, Justin Fields may be back. There's a strong possibility that he's going to play, and so I think that gives Chicago a little bit more of a chance to, to keep it close. But Detroit, right now, that offense, the way they're firing and they're humming, they're in uh, home with that rowdy crowd. It's going to be difficult for Chicago to come in and build on that win over Carolina in prime time. Chargers taking on the Green Bay Packers. L.A. coming off another loss. A brutal one at that. Brandon Staley, defensive guru. People want him gone. And Green Bay, they're 3-6. and six. They just lost another close game in Pittsburgh. Give me the Chargers, though. They've lost some of those tight, close ones down to the end. But Justin Herbert is playing on another level. Keenan Allen, what he's been able to do, just such an underrated target. You have to give him a lot of respect. Austin Eckler, right now, Jordan Love and that Green Bay offense, there's just a lot of question marks. Defensively, they may keep them in the game, but the Chargers have more offensive firepower, and that's what gets him the win. On we go to the Vegas Raiders, 5-5. Five and five. They're 2-0 and oh ever since Antonio Pierce took over as interim head coach, but the wins were against the two New York teams, the Giants and the Jets, so it's not really saying much. Ugly win against the Jets, but a win is a win. When it comes to stopping Tua and Tyreek Hill, that may be too difficult for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're playing in Miami. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They got the number one ranked offense in the NFL. They're averaging 435 yards per game. And they may be getting some major reinforcements with rookie running back Devon Achan returning from injured reserve. So give me the Miami Dolphins here. 31-17. Aiden O'Connell has shown some flashes. But they're too stagnant in the past game. Josh Jacobs has turned it on ever since McDaniels was fired. But Miami, just too much to overcome for the Raiders. Now, Giants, 2-8. and eight. Washington Commanders, 4-6. and six. Give me the Washington Commanders here. Things are really bad for the Giants. And they got worse when Daniel Jones went down with the 20 ACL. Tommy DeVito is in line to start again. 86 pass yards against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Saquon Barkley has been bottled up for the most part because now defenses are just loading the box and taking away Saquon Barkley. You win the game. They've been banged up on the offensive line. I know Andrew Thomas, their all-pro left tackle, was banged up against Dallas. And then you have Evan Neal, who's been out due to an injury as well. Washington, a little bit better than their record indicates. Sam Howell leads the NFL in pass yards. And so Eric Bieniemy definitely has that offense churning and so I expect them to hang 30 on that Giants defense that just gave up 40-plus to the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Washington Commanders 30-16 at home. Tennessee and Jacksonville. The Jaguars laid an egg against the 49ers, but the Titans are not the 49ers. Will Levis is the quarterback for Tennessee. The rookie has looked pretty good in a couple of starts. Wasn't all that great on Sunday, and they 
uh, loss of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trevor Lawrence has been a little inconsistent. I expect Jacksonville to bounce back here and get a win. 27-17. Look for Travis Etienne to be more involved. Arizona Cardinals 2-8 picking up a win in Kyler Murray's debut. Going to Houston, who all of a sudden, 5-4. They're on the fringe of the playoffs. C.J. Stroud is playing like an MVP candidate over the past two weeks. He's thrown for 826 yards, six touchdowns. He's made a number of precise late-game throws under pressure. He has that it factor, coolness about him. He is not melting down alongside the clock in crunch time. He has 2,626 pass yards, second in the NFL, just behind Sam Howell, who has 2,783. Houston Texans, I think, get the win here. Although Kyler Murray and that offense, they're going to give Houston a run for their money. But C.J. Stroud is just playing on another level, getting Tank Dell involved. How about Devin Singletary stepping in, rushing for over 100 yards? They may be getting Damian Pierce back, Nico Collins. The Mega Ryans has that team playing some really good football. They are definitely a sleeper to keep tabs on. Tampa Bay, 4-5, and five, going on the road to take on San Francisco. Both of these teams had bounce-back wins in Week 10, but the 49ers really had a dominant victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars at just Menton to reclaim their spot as an NFC title contender. Chase Young and Bosa were going off, and they're back at home. And yes, Baker Mayfield has played. I think he's overachieved his expectations. But when you're in San Francisco and Brock Purdy's coming off that type of performance, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, all those guys are, are, are working toward full health. Of course, you got your starting left tackle, Trent Williams, back in the fold. Give me San Francisco here, 26-16, but don't discount Baker Mayfield. He has had himself a nice year, and I'm happy for him as well. Bills, the Jets, coming off a loss. The Bills coming off an annihilating, just gut-punching loss in primetime. As I mentioned at the top of the broadcast, they fired Ken Dorsey, so it'll be Joe Brady calling the plays, and I'm sure the Bills fans are really open to see something different. And yes, I know the Jets, that defense is top five. They pretty much kept them afloat this season. But Buffalo, talk about a must win when they're already up against it, looking at who they have coming up. This is indeed a critical, pivotal win for Sean McDermott. And I think they get the job done in an ugly, ugly defensive battle. But Josh Allen comes through when it matters most against a divisional foe. 29-17, 29-17, giving the Buffalo Bills. Seattle Seahawks 6-3 at the Los Angeles Rams 3-6. Seattle, how about them? They're, they're coming alive at the right time. Geno Smith was maybe getting some calls to be benched, but he has a big game, wins it for them against the Commanders on Sunday. Boy, Mafe is playing lights out, giving that Seahawks team an edge rush. Devon Witherspoon. Kenneth Walker is going off as well. I like Seattle here, even though Matthew Stafford is returning to the lineup at a torn UCL in his right thumb. He should be back, but Seattle right now, they're playing on another level, and Pete Carroll, I think, deserves a ton of credit for keeping the Seattle team in contention in the NFC West. Now, Sunday Night Football, Minnesota at Denver. Both of these teams are coming in with win streaks. The Vikings have the longest win streak in the NFL at five games, but they're running into another hot emerging Broncos team that is buying into Sean Payton. Denver won three straight. They're back in the AFC playoff hunt. 
this is going to be a really interesting game. And now if you looked at it last week or two weeks ago, you're probably asking the NFL to flex this game out to an earlier slot. But here we are, Minnesota 6-4, and four, Josh Dobbs. Denver is now 4-5, and five, looking to get back to 500. You know what, folks? I really like Denver to win again, make it four in a row. This defense has turned a corner ever since the fiasco in Miami, getting 70 hung on their head. Vance Joseph has made some adjustments. They're looking better. Allen is getting some pressure from the interior. Nick Bonito is turning it on. Pat Sertan holding it down in the secondary. Russell Wilson throwing for two touchdowns, playing a clean game. Then you're getting Javante Williams. When you give him the rock, good things happen. He's a physical, tough runner. P. Ryan in as a relief runner. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I like what Denver's got brewing. No, it wasn't a pretty win, but a win is a win. The NFL and Sean Payton's starting to get this Denver team on the right path. So give me the Broncos. Another game-winning field goal. Will Lutz, who was shaky, he gets it done here in Denver, 23-20. I like the Denver Broncos here to win a fourth consecutive game. Now we move to the final game of week 11, and boy, is it a good one. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, a Super Bowl rematch last time they faced off nine months ago in February, Super Bowl LVII. These two teams combined for one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played, a 30-35 thriller that saw the Chiefs erase a 10-point deficit and win its second title in four seasons. Well, this time you turn the page 2023 season the Eagles have a chance for revenge you know it's on their mind coming off a bye week Jalen Hurts AJ Brown and that high flying offense they're gonna have a chance to go up against a very tough feisty defense led by Steve Spagnolo, an underrated defense this is gonna be a heavyweight battle I cannot wait to watch it all eyes will be on Arrowhead to see if Jalen Hurts can lead Philadelphia past Mahomes and the Chiefs now I'm going to still go with Kansas City to win this game in a high-scoring affair, 34-31. That Philadelphia defense secondary the last couple of weeks getting torched by Sam Howell and Dak Prescott. Now you got to go face Patrick Mahomes, who's had a bye week to work through some stuff. I know there's been some flaws in the past game. They really haven't gotten a whole lot of production from any receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. This is the time for Kadarius Toney, for Sky Moore, for Rasheed Rice to step up Get on the same page. I think the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead, one of the toughest teams to beat in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts has been a little bit banged up. I'm sure he used this bye week to get fully healthy. Run game with DeAndre Swift has been really good for them. And, and who's been able to cover A.J. Brown? Not a lot of people. Then you got Devontae Smith on the other end. They are going to be without Dallas Goddard, who's going to miss time with that arm injury. But I have to give it to Casey for the home field advantage. Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's going to put his team in a position to win this game. Carving up that Philly secondary, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, they have had it rough these last couple of weeks, and I don't know what it's going to take to change that, but going up against Mahomes, a perennial MVP candidate, isn't going to help the cause. Give me the Chiefs here. They once again knock off the Philadelphia Eagles in what should be the most highly anticipated primetime matchup of this season. I can't wait to watch it. But there you have it, folks. Just a rundown of these matchups. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, man. There's going to be some good football a couple weeks um, away from really getting into the thick of the playoff chase. But Thursday night football, we got a good one. Ravens, Bengals, can't wait to take it in. So until next week's podcast, I appreciate you. We will see you then. Take care. God bless.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.